0: Hey y'all, I'm Damon Oates, founder of Deco Exchange. Who else has heard that crafting is just a hobby? I turned my love of crafting into a thriving multi-seven figure company, surrounded myself in an amazing community, and met some amazing business owners along the way. I'm here to show everyone that makers mean business.
1: Hey y'all, it's Damon
0: here from the Makers Me Business Podcast and today on episode 28 we're interviewing our friend Brooke Rowley from ReFab. So Brooke, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us what you do and how you got started?
1: Sure, um, I'm Brooke with ReFab just like Damon said um, and I started ReFab five years ago. It's a DIY decorating um, online website is what it started with with our blog. And um, it has kind of just morphed into more over time. Uh, We have a large online community through Facebook and Instagram, where I teach um, DIY and decorating on a budget and just have like some heartfelt moments with my community and just just a big community, you know, aspect of our business is just, you know, getting on there and interacting. And um, we also own a boutique, Refab Boutique. Um, And I do business coaching also to help people grow in the online space. And that is it in a very small nutshell.
0: (laughs) So Brooke, out of all the things that you do, what's your favorite?
1: The favorite thing I do would be the blog. I just love, I love writing. I love being able to show the processes um, of how I get from one thing to another um, with my projects or with my decorating Um, And that's, that's where it all started. That's my baby. That's the home base of it all. And that's still my favorite part. But right, I don't know, maybe it's tied with the community also, because I love the blog and being able to show that and being able to inspire through that. But equally is the people in that community that are inspired by that and that I can interact with and talk to and have personal relationships with in the from getting to do what I love and inspiring others and having that interaction with them and build that community around all that, there's just really nothing better than to be, you know, living out your passion and being able to help others while you do it. So it's pretty awesome.
0: That is uh, true. Our community is our foundation and we just love to get back to that all the time. Like anytime we're struggling, we just go back to our community uh, for support.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. It's amazing to me, the support that you do get from your community and the love that they show and, you know, just how they come to bat for you any time. It's just, it's amazing when you build the right community, like you have, and like I have, then it's truly amazing what can happen in your business and in your personal life and the connections and relationships that are made through that.
0: So, this, I was gonna ask this question later, but since we're already on the topic, do you have three tips that people can use to grow a community like ours on Facebook?
1: First, I think video is key. Um, I truly do. I've had my page for um, five years. I started doing video about two and a half years in. So, I, and the difference between building the community two and a half years in and the two and a half years before is, just a massive difference because that connection through video, it just helps them get to know you that much more helps you get to know them. It's that personal connection that is really hard to have through just writing. Um, So definitely video, doing video, especially live video. And I know it scares a lot of people, but it gets better. I promise just try it, do it do the hard things. But video in general, um, Facebook just pushes more. So it's definitely going to be good for your growth. Um, second of all, and this is something I talk about constantly, because I feel strongly about it, um, is responding to people on Facebook. When you make a post or a video, it's much harder to do on video comments, because there's so many. And so that's part of the appeal of getting to do it live is talking to them live but when you post something on Facebook, um, responding to the people in the comments that took the time to um, engage with your post because the more you respond and engage with them, the more Facebook is going to see that post as important and as um, something that people need to see and that they need to push more and so that's going to push that. And then um, third, What I would say is, and listen, there's so much more than these, and you know, and you teach it, but third is just making sure that your Facebook posts have clear, good pictures or, you know, or whatever. I think pictures are far more important than people give them credit for, Um, but to have clear pictures and to have clear descriptions of what you want your people to do and engaging um, wording, like... If you say, um, tell me what your favorite part of blah, blah, blah was, they know that that's what you want from them. So a call to action um, is always, I think, really important because that just increases your engagement and increases your reach and overall just increases your brand recognition and helps um push your brand out farther in front of people. So I think it's really important to remember when you're making a post on Facebook to think about what your goal for that post is and make sure that your people know what to do. So that's three.
0: (laughs) Those are probably three of the most important tips that I think are out there. I mean, live video is where it's at, engaging with your community and then engaging back Mm -hmm. is huge.
1: Yes, it is. and when you do that, it encourages them to engage with each other in the comments. And you see that a lot on your page, I know, because I noticed that and I do too. And Facebook loves that. And I mean, so does Instagram. Like they love to see your community interacting with each other too. And that just pushes it too. So when you're engaging with them, that just encourages them to engage with each other too. It just keeps pushing it more and more.
0: Yeah. So a lot of people, Brooke, look at you know the success that we both have and they think that everything is amazing and perfect. Will you share one struggle that you had to conquer in order for your growth to start to happen?
1: Yes, I will. Um, there's one that's, I mean, and listen, there's way more than one, of course. Um, and you know that. And And definitely, I think it goes without saying, it is not all roses. There's, I mean, there may be a rose, but there's a lot of thorns on there. Like there's a lot that you do have to, you know, get past and overcome. And it's not all easy, but it took a lot of hard work and a lot of consistency and dedication. But one of the key things that I had to overcome was my sensitive nature. I'm still sensitive. I'm not going to lie and say I'm not. But I had to really work on that negativity that is in the online space, letting that get to me on a personal level. I had to be able to, I don't want to say harden up because that doesn't sound good, but I could not carry my feelings on my shoulders like I did before. Or it would just, I wouldn't make it in this space. Like you, when you put yourself out there, you have to be prepared that not everybody is going to like you not everybody is gonna love every single thing you do and there's just some mean people out there and that's the way it is and that was one of the hardest things for me that I that I have definitely had to work on overcoming is just knowing that you know what this is not personal it doesn't define me it doesn't define who I am it's somebody's opinion and to just let it roll off and I think honestly if we got down to it that's one key reason that a lot of people are scared to even try um, because they're not at that point yet where they feel like they can do that but the more you do it and the more you change your mindset to know the people who love you and who you're helping the, the easier it is to let those few negative comments and few negative people just roll off you You know, it's still hard. Sometimes you still feel those things and that's okay to feel it, but you can't sit in it and dwell on it. You just have to let it go and move on and remember why you're doing what you're doing and who you're doing it for.
0: Completely agree. I think it's super important for us to have a process to deal with those types of situations and to also be open to admitting that some of it may be true.
1: Oh, that's very true, yes. Right,
0: you know, if someone is saying, oh, I did this and this and I never heard back from you, we always, instead of going, well, wait, we have great customer service, we say, okay, well, maybe that's true. What can we implement to make sure that this problem doesn't happen again?
1: That's very true, yes. As a business owner, you have to be willing to know where you can do better and you can grow and you have to be constantly learning and taking that feedback and um doing better like you said you can't act like you've got it all together and you make no mistakes or you're not gonna have a very a uh, very successful business for very long like we, we're constantly learning and doing better and so that's a really good point for sure
0: i would say even from our worst customer experiences we try to find something that we can learn from it even though we know like that customer may never be happy we know right. that but whatever pushed that customer over the edge, is there something that we can stop from that happening again?
1: Absolutely. And in our in the boutique area of our business, you know, obviously we see that a lot more than the refab side. But we, me and Brandon both, we have talked about this so much. When somebody spends their $20 or their $40 or, you know, whatever amount it is on an item from us, that was hard-earned money that they decided to give to us in return for a product that they were really, really excited about. And if if we make a mistake and they were supposed to get a t-shirt and they got a sweater or a pair of earrings or something, which has happened, unfortunately, because we are human, um, that is, we feel terrible about that because we know the anticipation they had and how they you know, worked hard for every dollar they have and they chose to spend it with us and they were let down. And so that's something we are constantly making sure that everybody, you know, that works for us understands is every single process is so important, um, no matter what part of the team you're on to make sure we're accurate and make sure the customer gets exactly what they want and that they're always taken care of no matter what. So if they email us frustrated, well, of course they're frustrated, you know? Um And we take care of that immediately and make it right. And that's really all you can do when you make a mistake is just try to make it right for that customer. And like you said, some of them, it don't matter. They're not going to be happy, but the majority really, truly appreciate your desire to make it better. And in the end, it's usually okay.
0: Do you have a, a tip or a trick or someone in your circle that keeps you motivated to keep going?
1: Well, I mean, honestly, what motivates me to keep going on the days that is like (laughs) OMG, which I know everybody feels is just remembering why I'm doing it. Like just remembering my family, remembering the life, even though it was a great life. So I don't want to complain, but that cubicle life and just remembering the nine to five and just the struggles of knowing I wasn't where I was supposed to be and knowing there was something more and not knowing what it was, but just not feeling. Fulfilled. And then knowing that now I am walking in my purpose, that even on those hard days, I think back to that. And I remember the times that I'd have to try to find babysitters because one of my kids was sick and it was stressful. And now I can step aside and be that mom and be everything I need to be in a more flexible way. And those are the things that keep me going when I'm feeling like, Are you serious? Like, is this even worth it? It's like, Heck yeah, it is. Like, I don't want to go back to where I was five years ago, and it makes it all worth it for sure. And let me add to that. I get emails from people. So obviously my family um, is going to be my most important, but my community, like, I really feel like I provide something for them that they need. Like, I, I feel like I am there for them in a way that um, God put me there for a reason. And if I'm not continuing to do that then I'm letting them down because they need me as much as I need them and that and the emails from people that say you don't know how you've touched my life but blah 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 and this and that like that just lets me know and just basically just reiterates what I know to be true that I'm where I'm supposed to be and even when times get hard you keep trucking on and you keep doing it because there's a reason.
0: I agree. And that was actually going to lead into my next question, and you oh. already answered it. So, oh, see, wow.
1: look, ah, good.
0: You got this. I was going to, you know, that's right. I was going to mention it's, I think once we realize that this whole journey isn't all about us, it kind of changes our business. A hundred percent. You know, we both realize the importance of the community and what we can do for the community. And we get to see that impact in the emails and the messages, and it helps us continue to push forward.
1: Oh, 100%. I I received an email just yesterday, and obviously I'm not going to say who it was from or anything, but just telling me they're like, I just felt like I needed to tell you this. And they were just like, I wouldn't be where I am at all if it wasn't for you stepping out and doing what you were called to do. Like, it helped her to step out and get away from some situations in her life that she needed to step away from and to start her own business that has now started to be a success and starting to grow. And like her life was changed because of watching me make the decision To follow my purpose you know like it and and that's amazing and that's amazing to think about and there's so many more stories like that that people probably never tell you that you won't ever know that you've impacted but you have and that's a big responsibility I feel like like I feel the responsibility of that um because people are watching and um and they're being impacted by the things that we say and do you know every single day and by the life that we live and the businesses we run so it's it's pretty cool really
0: it's it's always fun to also see that monopoly effect or a domino effect I guess domino effect sounds better yeah uh, you know you know the ripple that we make and the ripple that just keeps happening from the people that we impact and they impact more people
1: absolutely it's truly amazing and like i I say all the time and I know you feel the same way but you know, I tell the people in my coaching group, like, I want you to just pass me up. Like, that just means I've done a great job in helping you and you're doing that much better to impact the world and more people are going to be impacted. And like, there's no competition here. Like it's get out there and just live in your purpose and do what you were called to do and be the best you can at it. And, you know, if you pass me, then I'm just cheering you on as you go by. Like, you know, there is no competition there. We're all impacting and it's all, I mean, absolutely. The ripple effect, the domino effect. It's amazing to watch. It truly is amazing to watch. And I think sometimes I may forget to sit and just truly watch that and be thankful for what it has truly done. Cause we're in that rat race of like running nonstop all the time. But when you really take a minute to step back and see, it's very humbling, honestly, to be honest. I mean, it's super humbling to see, um, you know, what, what has happened because we chose to do what we know we were called to do, you know, so. Right.
0: So Brooke, if you could go back to when you first started your online business, what is one thing that you know now that you would have implemented right
1: away? Oh, video. I mean, hundred percent. And that's probably, um, I'll I'll tell everybody that if if I had started doing video when I actually started, even though five years ago, Facebook live wasn't what it is now and everything. It's The video was still there and I should have been doing it all along. And I'm one of those people. And if anybody's listening and you're like this, like, there's no excuse, but I said, well, I'm not going to do video. There is no reason for me to do video. They can learn what they need through my writing. Like I, I didn't understand. I just truly didn't understand the importance of video and my face being out there and that connection that would happen. And if I could go back, I would a hundred percent have started out connecting with my audience at the beginning through video. There's no telling what, I mean, there's just no telling how much farther things could even be along if I had done that from the very beginning. So that's why I want people to understand that so much now when I teach them. It's like, listen, you can be so much farther, so much faster if you would just start doing this now than waiting like I did. You know, being hardheaded and trying to tell everybody you're not going to do it, even though you knew you should. Like gosh, just do it. And, and, you know, even if it's scary, keep doing it because it will get better. And it's not the one-all end-all to business success, but it's definitely going to help you get there faster for sure.
0: What would be your number one tip for someone who's scared to go live?
1: Honestly, just do it. Like, I mean, I know that sounds so simple, but I worked myself up so much that I just became more and more and more scared to do it because I kept getting in my head so much. I mean, I've told this before to people, I was standing in the bathroom, like feeling like I was going to throw up just sweating right before my first live, because I had worked myself up so much with so much fear. And once I did it, I mean, yes, I was a little nervous and you can watch the first one. It was, you know, a little rocky, but I did it. And then I felt so much better and each one got better. But, I let myself get so dang worked up over time that it made it that much harder. And if I had just done it and went for it, then it would have been over with. Sometimes that anticipation is what's killing you more than the act of doing it. So do it scared.
0: Absolutely. And you don't need all the fancy equipment to do it. Oh,
1: no, 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 no.
0: My first live, I had the little like heat lamp clamps lights from oh, yeah. the construction site. It was clamped on the back of a chair, pointing at me. It was a mess.
1: Oh, absolutely! Like up until yeah, I should probably say that. Um, up until about six months ago, I used a <laughs> a galvanized bucket full of pins, and I had my phone set in it. No lights. I still don't have lights. Like I mean the thing is you can get so worried about having everything so perfect that you're just missing the whole point. And I'm not saying that stuff's not important for certain things and that that you don't need to, you know, have a good setup, but it's not critical and especially getting started. You just have to do it. Like I've got pictures of my phone in those pins so that I can always remember when I was sitting in that kitchen table, you know, in my mobile home while we were building. And there I was right there, you know, just doing it. I had nothing fancy. So absolutely just got to go for it.
0: All right, you ready for an honest moment? Uh-oh, sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what
0: is one myth about you are one of the industries that you represent that you want to debunk?
1: One myth about me that I've heard floating around a lot um, is, And I don't even see how this is even something that's going around, but she's just got it all together. Like everything that happens just turns to gold. Like everything she touches, like that kind of stuff. And I'm like, y'all, oh my gosh. I don't even understand where that has come from. And I don't want you to think that about me, that my everything on my end is not all together, period. I work really hard. And um I'm very dedicated. I've got a lot of ambition and I wake up every day eager to start the day, a hundred percent. But I mess up, I am a hot mess a hundred percent of the time through this whole business venture. I just am. And um, you know, I yell at my kids sometimes when I shouldn't. I fight with my husband sometimes. Like I've got a normal life, you know, that full of normal things and some of the messages I receive, I, I know people have this false perception that everything's just perfect all the time in my business or in my life. And that is absolutely not true. That's not true for anybody, no matter what. And that I just want a 100% say that is not the truth. But if you work hard, you believe in what you're doing and you get out there and you go for it every single day, like things are going to happen. It doesn't happen just because... It happens on its own. It's because you work for it. And a hundred percent anybody close to me will tell you that I'm the same in person that I am online. And it is a mess. <laughs> and that's okay. You know, that's just that's just the truth.
0: Yeah. I mean, for I mean, we both run a multi seven figure business and we couldn't get Zoom to work a while ago.
1: Exactly. To <laughs> like... <put four> tries. <laughs> yes it happens. The truth. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, that's, that should be encouraging to people. You know what I mean? Because some people get so caught up in thinking things have to be so perfect before they can do it. And that's just not the truth. It's never going to be perfect. Like, I mean, oh, I could just go on forever and you just have to do it. And you just have to just go for it and wake up every day, loving what you do and just keep on keeping on through the hard times and and never expect perfection never expect that things are going to just go off without a hitch because there's always something that could happen or will happen. And that's just life and you have got to roll with it. And I think it's good to let me add this because of course I keep thinking of more things. I think it's good and, and I do try to do this. That's why it's hard for me to see why people would ever think that everything's perfect. But show real life like the show behind the scenes, show the struggle, show you just in your natural element so people can get to know you better. And I think that helps people to feel more comfortable and feel more inspired to do it themselves when they see how real you really are.
0: Absolutely. I do have one myth that I can ask you about. Okay. Is Uh blogging dead? Told and non-profitable
1: oh me that is definitely a myth that is um not true blogging is 100 percent still as valid today as it was 10 or 20 years ago it's different um because things change you know things change all the time but my blog i hit a million page views last month for the first time ever which is a huge deal especially to me i've worked hard to get there um and the money is there. Like my blog is a multi six figure blog in and of itself. Um, And I honestly, (laughs) I I just hate to hear that people think that it's dead and not a true income source for people because it absolutely is if you're willing to work your butt off at it. Now it is one of those revenue streams you have to work at and you have to grow it. It doesn't happen overnight but it is 100% worth it even today. I can, I can tell you that from experience. And I mean, I don't know what I would do without my blog right now. I mean, it's my home base for everything. It's where I can go back and put everything in one spot where anybody can go and I own that. I don't own Facebook. I don't own Instagram. They're great for my business and I 100% support them and will play by their rules and all the things, but I own my website and um so i'll work at it to keep it going and keep it good and so i'm going to tell you right now it's a myth that blogging is dead so let's debunk that right now and if you have a blog or want to start a blog do it just be prepared for a lot of work on the back end and to get it going to where you want it to be it's not going to happen overnight but it's worth it
0: so i actually interviewed one of your friends last week jillian Uh Oh yeah. And she had the same the same concept that blogging is still very important and still very uh out there.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, Jillian's awesome. I really I really respect Jillian and think a lot of her as a person and a friend and and she's she definitely understands the blogging world. So I'm glad that me and her are on the same page with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just kicked off our blog late last year and I think we're already on 100,000 page views a month. How many? A hundred thousand.
1: That's good. Yeah, that's real good. That's, I mean, that's actually really fast, honestly, to get there yeah. in a year. I mean, it took me much longer than that to get there for sure.
0: I think, I think my benefit was I started the opposite direction as you. So I grew up community first.
1: Yes. Uh-huh. So I already
0: had people to send there.
1: I think that's definitely, and I, and honestly, I started my blog and my Facebook page the same day like I had nothing already. So of course it took me longer because I was growing them both at the same time. But that is the benefit that people who already have that community, like you have to, to bring in something like that is that much, they're that much farther along because they've got the people to send there. So, you know, that's, even though it took me longer, it, it honestly shouldn't take people as long as it took me if they're growing their community like they should already, for sure.
0: So, Brooke, with all the things going on in the world right now, uh, what is one thing that has surprised you about your business? And do you have any advice for people who are hesitant to go online that have a brick and mortar?
1: Well, obviously there's so many unknowns in the world right now and so much going on like you said one thing that has surprised me um in the boutique side of it and and you know there's two totally different parts of the business I feel like but in the boutique side of it it just skyrocketed I mean it just went crazy in the in times when everybody was like nobody has any money nobody this and that well they may not have money but somehow they were finding ways to buy clothes and jewelry you know like they and they loved it and we developed an even bigger customer base through the boutique through all of this because people were turning to online they weren't going into retail stores anymore and brick and mortar stores they were turning to buy product in the online space and we were there ready you know we're like okay we got you and we had to pivot and make some moves because inventory was hard to get and this and that but it really. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if things would really plummet or if things would really skyrocket. And thankfully they skyrocketed because we were already in the online space and that's where everybody was. So if you are hesitant and you have a brick and mortar and you're hesitant to go online, I'm just gonna say to you, why are you hesitant? Like it's, you know, what is your reasoning behind that? The online space has been growing and expounding and has been proven to be where the most money is and where the most people are and you can reach so many more in the online space than you can reach in your brick and mortar store no matter how wonderful it is or how many people walk through the door it's never going to get that type of reach that an online storefront will it just won't so i would say if you're married to your brick and mortar and you love having that which some people just truly love to have a storefront then that's fine. But I would 100% go online as well and open that second revenue stream up because the people are there. They're, they're ready. I'm telling you, there's buyers out there and they want what you've got. You've just got to show them that you've got it and bring them to you. Um, And that's what's so great about social media is that you can target those people that much more. And the internet's big enough for all of us, y'all. I'm telling you, like there's, it doesn't matter how many boutiques or how many this and that there are out there. It's, there's enough room for all of us to succeed. And there are billions of people in this world. We just got to target a few of them and you can make a great living at it for sure.
0: By chance, do you know how many people visit your, uh, boutique store?
1: Um, I can probably look at that real quick. I do not know off the top of my head,
0: you know, compared to how many people live in your town
1: oh yeah um let's see there was okay so so far this month we are on day nine to this is before it airs but it's um september 9th so thirty thousand visitors have visited our storefront i mean our online storefront so that's more than we have in mayfield (laughs) and that many people have already um come onto our website on the on the boutique and y'all we're not huge on Facebook yet we've got 70 something thousand followers and that's great and we're proud of that we've worked really hard to get there but it's amazing how much more reach you have in the online space as compared to just walking into a store I mean it's just there's no match I mean it's crazy
0: So Google says that Mayfield, Kentucky has 10,129 residents.
1: (laughs) That's right. That's about right. Yeah. So So, three times that many have been on the store in the first nine days of the month. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and no matter what, those 10,000 people would not walk into my store. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, you have to think of it in ways like this, like, and honestly, the overhead for an online store, if you want to get all technical, is way less than a brick and mortar. Like there's so many advantages to having an online storefront and they just far outweigh the disadvantages. There's just no reason to not be jumping in the online space and getting, getting that built right now. So I just want to encourage anybody who's listening to this podcast, if you have been waiting, now's the time. Do it. Get in the online space and start growing your business there. You won't regret it, but the longer you wait, the harder it's going to be. I mean, you, you could be that much farther ahead if you start today rather than next year. I mean, that's just the way it is.
0: Absolutely. So tell us, do you have any big surprises coming up? What's what's happening for your business next?
1: I'm, I've still been working on my book. Who knows when that's going to ha- happen, <laughs> but um still working on that as far as any like big surprises I don't I don't know right now like with the boutique we're just like moving and grooving and trying to just like grow and do all we can um we're continuing to put out more subscription boxes and open them up to more people all the time because people absolutely love that so that is something we're working on is to be able to expand that even more um Hope to one day have a children's line in the boutique. Um, That's something for 2021 we're really working towards is to be able to offer some kids clothes. Um, So hopefully we can make that happen. Um, with refab, if Corona ever ends, we definitely want to do more live events. And, and, and really the big thing on that is we want to take it kind of on the road and be able to expand to more cities. So that is a really exciting thing for refab that we're really working towards. So as soon as the world settles down, we're going to try to go to several more cities in the U S and be able to meet more of our community. Uh, closer to their own home. So that's an exciting thing that we've got planned, too.
0: So you mentioned your subscription box. Can you tell us what what kind of box is it? What goes in it?
1: Yes. Um, so our boutique, I think I mentioned it, but it's called Refab Boutique. Um, and we have a monthly subscription box that... It's different each month, but it always has one exclusively designed t-shirt that is not available anywhere but the box. So that's kind of the cornerstone of the box is that t-shirt. And then it'll have two or three, uh, well, usually about three other items, three or four other items in there. It could be um, exclusive pair of earrings, um, bracelet, necklace, you know, tumbler, towel, anything like just accessory type things that women love. Sunglasses had those last month. Last month's had a pair of sunglasses, um, some bracelets, a printable that was framed and a t-shirt. And then there's been months that have had a beach towel and a tumbler and stuff like that. So everything in the box is exclusive to the box. You can't purchase it on our website or in our store or anything. Um, It's just for those people. They're $47 a month and that does include shipping. So we really pride ourselves in that, that we're able to get um, quality products for that price and uh, comes in a super cute box that um, people are excited to see on their front door because I do think presentation is key. And we have had so many happy customers. So it's really been fun to, we started doing it in May. So we're just a few months in and it's, it's been really, really good. We do open 300 more boxes on September 15th. So let me just throw that out there. I think that this podcast might air before then, but it will. Okay. Well, good. So y'all be, make sure you get on the wait list.
0: Yeah. Where can they find the wait list at?
1: Um, Go to refabbedboutique.com and it is there on that first main page. It it takes you straight to where you can go to sign up to be on the wait list for the box right there on the home page.
0: Awesome. Now you mentioned adding a kid's line to the boutique, but where's the dog line?
1: I know. I know. I don't know about a dog line. I don't know enough about dogs. I don't know enough about it. May- maybe you can run the dog line for us, for our boutique.
0: Wow. I think it'd be cute to have like little boutique collars and leashes. That's, that's kind of, that's, that's like becoming popular now. I
1: I could see that in the little bandanas and stuff Mm -hmm. that a lot of the little dogs have on. I can see that for sure.
0: Because you could even do like, uh, because you design a lot of your shirts yourself, right? You could take that same little logo and put it on the little doggy bandanas that are on the band, like on the collars.
1: Oh my gosh. That would be. Then people could
0: dress like their dogs.
1: You know, people like to do that. So that could be a really good idea. I have to write that down. (laughs) Damon has done convinced me to do a doggy line. (laughs) Brandon's going to be like, how'd your podcast go? I'm like, well, we're doing a doggy line now.
0: (laughs) Listen, and you have the perfect little model now for all of it.
1: That is true. Little Posy would be precious in it. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: So Brooke, if a listener wants to get more information about you and all your businesses, where can they find you online?
1: Okay, just go to refabbed.com, R-E hyphen fabbe That will take you to uh, my blog and my website. There's also a link right there. If you just go to that one website right there on my main menu, there's a link to the store as well. That way you don't have to remember two different websites. And um, you can connect with us on social media at refabbed on Facebook and refabbed on Instagram. Of course we're on pinterest too as refabbed so <laughs> you can find us everywhere as refabbed on um social media
0: and they can even text your community oh, number
1: yes that's right um they can text at
0: uh 270-200-5848
1: thank you oh my god
0: what what can they expect if they text that number
1: No, if you text that number that is um, that goes as an actual text to me. And um, what that will do is that will put you on our community text list. where we notify you when we have a live, um, like if if I'm going live on Facebook, I'll notify you and let you know about that, let you know of new blog posts or anything really important going on, send you a happy birthday message straight from me to you. These texts are personalized from me. It's not a mass text. It's it's literally coming from my phone to you. So it's got that personal touch with it. Um If you ask questions and stuff, we do receive those and we try our best to respond to as many as we can. That doesn't mean that 100% always get answered depending what it is, but we do try really hard to respond to everybody on there. And um, it it just goes in your phone and says refabbed and has my picture and, and you can just text me and talk to me. And sometimes we have conversations back and forth. I can't guarantee that with every single person. I do have to say that. Um, but it's it's really been a really neat addition to our business and adds that much more of a personal touch between us and our community. So I'm really enjoying having that. So definitely text me at 270-200-5848 and get on our text list.
0: Awesome. So Brooke, I have one more question for you and it's kind of our signature question. Okay. And it's, can you tell me what being a maker means to you?
1: You know, honestly, it just means to me... Me taking my God given talents and turning something that was once not wanted or not seen as valuable and helping make it into something that's beautiful and that people can see the value in. That's what it means to me to be a maker. Um, That's how I feel when I craft. That's how I feel when I decorate, it's taking something that was like, uh, you know, and then turn it into something that people really want to use in their home. And that brings, you know, happiness and value to their life uh, by something that they took and made their own. Um, and me being able to guide them in that.
0: Well, Brooke, it was a pleasure talking to you today.
1: Thank you, Damon. I enjoyed
0: And it. glad to get to share some of your story to our friends on our podcast and uh, I will actually see you in a couple of days.
1: Yes, I'll see you soon.
0: All right.